All right, so um, this is another session someplace somewhere, not in my notes. Um, you can read the book and see if I'm telling this, or am I lying to you or telling the truth? So, um, wow. Every every adventure in the in the father's. Uh, Aaron, you can hang up. The guide is called. Did? Yeah, oh. I'll be within an hour. Um, so every adventure starts with with you know the father doing something, right? Now the father shows up in all kinds of ways. He may show up with. Uh, a story, a movie, or sometimes we, we wait for a tragedy for us to go to him, right? Which is stupid, don't wait for a tragedy. Or something spectacular happens, but somehow we're, we're open for something, right? So um, I'm naturally curious, and I have a, a bent for supernatural and science fiction stuff, right? So that's, that's me and my background, right? Which is good and bad. Um, so uh, one year... I'm in college, and I come home for Christmas break, right? My father is in the military, so the church that I grew up in was the Protestant church. There's only three churches in the world. There's the Protestant, Catholic, and the Jewish. That's it. From a, from a military perspective, right? Because it's all you saw, right? I didn't know there were other denominations until I went to college. I was like, what? What? I knew there was my grandma. You know, she was Baptist, right? Anyway, so I come home, and so uh, the, the great motivation for going to church with my family was going to eat after church, right? <laughs> and you were only qualified to go to the after eating if you went to church, right? So we all happy to go to church and dress up and, and wear a tie that strangled you. Yeah. So on this Sunday morning, I had no faith for this, had no expectation, was not looking for this. But this is how God kind of does stuff. So we're there. It's Christmas time, and at the the the, the manner or the pattern of service um, at our post chapel in Leavenworth, Kansas, uh, you go there. A couple songs. After the songs over, the pastor calls the kids up, and he tells them a little story, then sends them off to children's church. Right. And so, since this is the Christmas season, the story is about the Christmas angel. Right. Kids come forward, he tells a story, something about angel announces to there be, I don't know if it was the angels say the child's born or the angel to marry. One of it's the angel story, right? Kids are now, go, leave, you know, nicely said. And I'm waiting to, and this is back in my days where I do the paper, you know, to critique the pastor, right? Bad days. So I'm waiting for the message so I can do my critique. And uh, kids go off, one kid comes back. And I don't know his age, but he was probably, he's about, you know, yay big, so he's like five or six or seven, you know. He's speaking, articulate, and as he comes running back in and says, Pastor, Pastor, do I have an angel? And of course, you know, the pastor's goal is to get the kids out of here, so he quickly says, yes, you do. The kid says, great. Now, I remember sitting there thinking, why is this kid coming back? Pretty bold. Yes, he does. Pastor said so. He runs off. Now, we all, you know, kid, no big deal. But it was very clear in my mind this whole scenario, right? Service, I had no idea what the service was about, but we got great lunch, right? Go home. Now, the great deal for me on Sundays was not the church, not even the lunch, was um, our youth group that met at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock on Sunday evening, right? I wasn't driving yet, so my parents dropped me off for a youth group's house, and we gathered in a house like this, and it's, you know, we're there because 
Uh, there's food. In my case, there's girls and food and, and Bible. I love the Word of God. Love girls and food. So this is, this is glory, right? So uh, our, our Bible, school, Bible school teacher, the teacher, Colonel Euro, comes out of his deal. He says, let me tell you guys something. And I'm thinking, he's a really good Bible teacher. So I'm thinking, oh, cool rub's coming, right? And um, uh, he says, I just had the strangest phone call. And I'm thinking, well, you're lieutenant colonel in the Army. This is a strange phone call for you personally. I mean, it's like, why is this relevant to me? You know, you're stopping me either my food or my mingling or the Bible. So let's get through this quickly. He says, um, I got a call from the, from the, the chaplain of the church, and it went something like this. Uh, the chaplain called and said, a family just left my office. Um, they brought their son in. They called me and brought my, their son in, and the son told me this story. And the son said that when he came back from church, and I'm not sure they went, anyway, that he had a one-hour encounter with his angel. Came out of the room, told his parents. His parents said, you know, dad, paper down, mom, whatever, like, you know, they give the, oh, so who told you you could talk to your angel? Pastor did. So the father called the pastor immediately and said, I want to meet you down in the office, right? So on Sunday afternoon, he opens the office. They come down there. Son, tell the pastor what you told us. He tells a story, describes, do, 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 do. and so Colonel Yearout is describing to us what he heard from the guy on the phone. My eyes are going like this big because I was there when I heard the little boy say, do I have an angel? And I'm like, what? So my first thought is, anything a little punk can have, I can have. And that's cool. If we get angels, I want one. <laughs> you know. And so he finishes the story. Now, I don't care about the food anymore. I don't care about the girls. I don't care about the Bible study. I want to get home and get my angel, right? And I'm like going, you know, I got to call my parents. We got to, I could get out of here. There's angels waiting, you know? And, um, and I'm just, you know, I mean, if the little kid gets one, I get one, right? You know, it's, I mean, a little kid, I need one, you know? And so um, I finally get home and I'm, you know, I, I can't tell my parents, why are you in such a hurry? You don't think, because there's an angel waiting for me, you know. Because I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that if the kid gets one, I get one. Okay. So my bedroom was down in the basement. I had this cool water bed. I had bamboo curtain deals, right? So, yeah. Anyway, so I, I eat something and race down, and I, and I don't know how what's going to happen, but I want to get down there, and I don't want any interruptions, right? I've got a brother and two sisters, so i got to make sure they're not coming down to do whatever brothers and sisters do, right? And so uh, I kneel at the foot of my waterbed. No, I stand. I forget. I, anyway, somehow I get to my knees because I'm thinking i got to pray in the proper position, right? <laughs> whatever that is. And I say the prayer. Nothing happens. I'm thinking, hmm. Then I go, what was the prayer the little boy said? Because no one shared that, right, in the, in the story. So I start thinking, little boy, little boy prayer, little boy prayer, little boy prayer. Pray a little boy prayer. Pray. I'm thinking because I'm a big formula guy, right? And that was pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, oh, and the light turned on, and I knew how to pray. Right? <laughs> uh, there's a video retake of that one. Um, 
so, so somehow in there, I get to where I think that the little boy prayed on his knees, and I get on my knees, and I do the claps your hands thingy, and I say something. And whatever I said, I now knew something was standing next to me, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And something in the prayer was, you know, please show yourself, you know, you know, whatever. It was a very simple prayer, probably a little King James issue in there. But when I felt something stand there, it scared me, right? So I started screaming like a little girl. No offense, right? But I'm, I'm a college linebacker screaming at the foot of my waterbed because I feel that something's standing there, right? So I go from reverent holy to little girl crying, screaming, right? And, and so I stop screaming when I feel nothing there. You know how you, you feel, you know. So and then I do the open eye thingy. Then I go, wait, I wanted something to be there, right? And I'm screaming, go away, go away, go away. Oh, go away! God! And I'm just, you know, having a whatever deal, right? You know? And um, then I go, open my eye, and I go, wait a minute, I wanted something to appear, but I didn't know it'd be that way, right? I don't know. I thought it'd be a warm cuddly feet. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't prepared for what I felt, right? So I prayed again, but to no avail, right? So that was, I don't know, early 80s or whatever. Um, and so for the next several years, almost decades, I went from uh, nothing happened to I'm sorry I offended you to I don't care if you ever show up. You better show up. To, I've got a scripture that says you got to show up. I did this. I repented, didn't care, blamed him, blamed me. And for years, it was just up and down, right? And, and all levels of belief, unbelief, justification. You know, I mean, just all over the deal. They don't exist. I mean, just all over the deal for years, right? Whenever the topic came up, depending on how I felt, well, I, didn't, I couldn't kill the test because I was at fault at some level, right? I never told about the little kid. It was just like my failure never came up again until someone talked about it. And I go home and go, I don't care. You should have showed up. You're supposed to be faithful. You know. And so um, uh, college comes by. So a year or two goes by. And my friend who thought demons and tongues were together he, we have a deal. So he, he comes by the dorm room. This guy's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I remember his name. It's just so sad. I remember his name. But he's a good guy. He brings me a tape. Okay. And the, um, the cassette tape. Remember those? For those who are. <laughs> there's a thing called a cassette tape. It's plastic. And you have to wind it with a pencil. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he has a cassette tape. And for those who don't know what it is, Google it. Right. Go in the archives. It's not quite real to real, but almost, right? So, oh my. So he gets a cassette tape, and I go, What's that? He goes, You're not going to believe. And every time we talk about spiritual things, we, we change our voices. I don't know why we do that, but guys do that. Girls don't do that. There's a guy thing with sounds, right? So Jonathan says, I've got this tape. I go, What? I can't hear you. Speak up. And I go, What? It's a tape from my Bible study, or my mom's Bible study. I'm thinking, so good topic. He goes, better. What's better than a good topic, right? He goes, the worship. 
and I wasn't a big worship guy at the time. I was like, cut the worship, get to the word, right? Something like, what? Old ladies, piano, eh. He goes, dude, there was instruments on the tape. I go, I go, so? He goes, there's no instruments in the house. What do you listen to that? Right. So I'm like, you know, I got the tape, you know, and I put it in the little, you know, back in the day there was these tape players, not the boxes, but, you know, and we're listening. And it wasn't like you had to listen. It was like loud. There's trumpets and singing voices. And I'm like, now I'm listening to this tape and I'm having flashbacks to my thing and the screaming thing, right? And the years between of, you don't exist. I can't believe you. And now I've got proof again. I'm back to, they exist, right? I got a tape. And I'm like, can I make a copy, please? Because my whole faith is depending upon the state now, right? Because now I can say, angels exist. You must come now because I have a tape of somebody. Maybe you who came to the room. You know, I get a tape. So now my faith's back. And I repent for all the bad words I said against the angel, right? So now they exist. Because I have a cassette tape. Forget scripture, they exist. But I get a cassette tape. And so I'm waiting for... You know, I now believe again, right? Nothing happens for years go by, right? Then I go and like lose the tape, you know, because I've now graduated college removed and my faith's gone. There's a few books pop out. I got a Charles Capps book, you know, and Charles Capps, great guy, angels, right? Angels, angels, angels. Um, years go by. Then it's, uh, there's a book a couple of years ago by this little girl called Big, Big, Big Angels. The wildest book ever. Wild. So cool cassette. Decades later, this book, Big Big Angels, written by the grandmother and mother of like a six-year-old. Okay. The six-year-old um, is with grandma, Gram Gram, and they're sliding down the slide, which grandma was too big for the slide. Wouldn't let little six-year-old slide to the slide by herself into the pool. Grandma gets stuck on the slide, little girl toddles off and falls. I mean, you know, you're up, you know, six feet off the ground, grandma, lap, stuck, baby goes, poof. Grandma's screaming, baby's falling. Grandma can't see her, the baby fall behind her, but knows the baby's fall, falling on head or bad or six feet up, we get, that's problems, right? Baby falls, grandma's screaming, grandpa's in the house, comes out, Grandma's stuck on the slide, which is embarrassing, but more importantly, the baby who's under her care because the mom's working is now, this is a problem, right? Don't worry about me. How's the baby? And the grandpa who's an engineer is like, baby's fine. Can't be fine. She's fallen from six plus feet, right? And he, she goes, she's, got, she's got a little tiny scrape on her knee. We're going, so get me out of here. We're going to the hospital. And dad's grandpa's going like, okay, honey. So... Get to the hospital, nothing wrong, right? Scrape knee. They get home just before the mom comes home. Mom goes, anything happen while I was gone? Mother-in-law, mother-in-law, mother is like, no, we're fine. Baby's fine, you know, all's fine, right? Uh, a night or two goes by, and uh, the baby says, uh, can we leave the lights on? You know, lights, lights, lights. And it's um, like, you know, before the fall, no fear of darkness, right? But now fall, 
lights must be on, right? Mom's concerned. Grandma fesses up. Well, there was a little incident. I got stuck in the slide. Baby fell. Oh, my God, what happened? You know, it's okay. Went to the doctor, you know. So a couple days go by, and the mom is talking to the little girl about, is there anything, you know, no, Mommy, I'll be fine. Lights on, lights, lights, lights. They go to church. On the way to church that Sunday, the little girl who used to look at the window on the way to church is now hiding under the, will not look at the window. And she says to her mom, baddies, 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 baddies everywhere, baddies. They cross into the parking lot of the church. Oh, good, no baddies. Goes in the church, stands up on the pew, and she's just pointing. Mom's going like, oh, they're here. They're here. Here, here, here. Pastor comes out. Oh, he's got a big one. Mom's like, what? Because she's never been engaged in church. She's a, you know, crawl, a crawler, crayon drawer person, right? And so, you know, so service ends. She runs with the pastor says, you've got a big one. No. <laughs> big one what? Hat, shirt, tie, you know, what, you know. And so, you know, thank you very much, little one, you know. Gets back in the car. They get out of the parking lot. Baddies, you know. And so she gets home, and mother and grandmother are like, we need to talk, you know. And she, so they get to the little girl, um, you know, a six-year-old, you know, how do you talk to relate to, what did you, are you seeing something? You know, she's, so finally, the little girl says, I'm not supposed to tell you. Now it's like, you know, when a little kid says that, it's like, you know, <laughs> game on, parents, because there's something wrong, right? So... Ends up that the girl says, you know, when she fell, she didn't fall. She says, they caught me. Hello, mom is going like, caught me? Who caught you? Grandpa caught you? No. And so, long, longer story kind of shortened is the book is about this girl, the little girl was caught by the angel, went to heaven for like four days between falling that little, you know, she was placed down the ground, but when she fell, she went right up. And she was there for days between the seconds that she was there, right? And so she starts drawing all, she draws a throne, you know, in Kitty drawing, you know, and she explains all the stuff that she has never heard about, all this stuff. And she calls, she says, so the mom and dad, so the, the grandma and the mom are now putting tape recorders everywhere in the house. So whenever she starts talking, it gets recorded, right? And because little kids are not, you know, oh, let me tell you about, you know, they're just telling little bits and pieces, right? And so finally, she, you know, the mom, you know, like, well, tell us what, well, you know, come on here, you know. Well, okay, Gabe says, who's Gabe? <laughs> so Gabriel and Michael would show up in the little girl's bed, wow. bed and bring a book. The book was a living book, and they would all go into the book, right? And she said, he used to be mean. He used to be nice. Now he's mean. She used to ride with Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer in this book. And so she's telling all this to her mom and dad. I mean, her mom, dad's gone someplace, grandma. I'm reading this book going, what? 
And it's all about these angels and stuff and how she describes them. But my favorite story in the deal is the little girl's home and mom says, okay, stay in the house. Uh, I don't want you to go outside because your uncle is cutting down logs and he's put them in the stack. And I'll be back in an hour. You stay in the house. Grandma, da, da, da. So, okay. So she leaves, comes back. The yard is a mess. These massive logs are sprayed all over the yard, right? And the little girl is sitting on top of the, um, the picnic table outside. Mom pulls up and says, what happened? Now, she's a little girl, right? So she didn't throw logs around. Well, the baddies came. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I won't be mad at you. Tell me what happened. And she says, well, my angels started fighting with the devil. And they took the logs. And they were hitting them with the logs. And, and then the horses came and took me up here. And I had to go through. And she's explaining this battle that happened in the yard. And the only thing that's left is these logs that are thrown all over the yard. Her mom's going like, all righty then, because, you know, the little girl didn't do it, right, you know, so, so I'm reading this book, so I had, a, you know, in my past, I had the screaming thingy, time goes by, tape, now this book, right, and then a month later, I meet the grandma, so it's not just a book about, it's the grandma, right, I'm like, you're a gram-gram, <laughs> you know? and the funny thing is, I caught her, I mean, I was, I was the catcher of the conference, I didn't know she was the old lady, it was Graham, and I saw her the next day, I was like, why didn't you tell me that was Graham, back at the book, so we're at the conference, and the little girl this time in my life is like 12, right? And I'm thinking like, oh, she's, she's a saint or whatever, right? So they call her at the conference, and so the girl, um, she looks down, she can see into hell. She looks up, she can see into heaven. And she goes all the time, anywhere. And she can take people with her. You know. Great book. So my whole deal, angels went way up high, right? Um... So then I finally go to Ian Clayton Conference, the one I met you guys at. Um, I, you know, my, my gates are open, my belief, I can believe everything now. <laughs> I threw out the seven spirits, but I believed about angels, right? I bought a six tapes, you know, a CD series on angels, you know. Uh, on the trip home, the CD got stuck on one of the CDs, so I kept hearing over and over about this type of angel, over and over. I couldn't come, it wouldn't come out of the player, right? So now my faith level for angelic is way high, right? At that time, I'm now doing communion, over the weekend, I'm doing communion every day from the, from the meeting, right? My friends I was with do communion all the time. I didn't believe you had to do communion all the time. I now believe it's very good for you to do communion as often as you possibly can. Anyway, so... Um, I'm at, so on the way back, I want to go, I did the Ian conference, I'm on the way back, I'm sorry, wasn't the, I'm sorry, this is the week before, this is the, this is not that time, not the Ian intensive, it was a year before, my bet. So, uh, I want to go to the Ian weekend conference, then go, go to New York to do a conference and do conferences since we're on the road, right? They're like, no, you need to digest what you got. No, I want to believe and get more. You know, I'm a junkie now. And so we're at this guy's house in Pennsylvania. He serves me a spinach quiche. Like, dude, I want real food, right? The spinach quiche. And I'm now trying to have communion three times a day. With every meal, I'm going to have communion, right? And so um, I'm sitting there. I have communion. I say some communion prayer that I've, you know, muddled through from Ian, twisted mind only type prayer for communion, but I'm doing it now, trying to be faithful in something I believe is beneficial for me. And um, 
I, um, I, uh, how did it work? So at that moment, I do the communion. I, I'm doing the step in, step out thing, right? And this is stepping into the kingdom, stepping out in ministry, and stepping into the kingdom. And by faith, you step in the kingdom. Da, 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 da. You keep going back and forth. So when I was on the drive from Connecticut to Pennsylvania, I was like, God, I wish I could stand up when I'm driving so I could practice stepping in. And the Lord goes, it's by faith. You can step in while you're driving. I can? I don't have to stand up and take a step. <laughs> you know? So I would do this. <laughs> so, you know, really, I'm doing it. And so, but I'm, I'm, activated, I'm, I'm acting on my faith, right? I'm stepping in and I'm stepping out on my drive and listening to angels on the CD. And my passengers are like going, what's he doing? <laughs> He's doing this. So, quiche, table, spinach. Don't have faith to eat the quiche. Have faith with orange juice. Have faith with the turkey bacon. Quiche, I'm not sure. Um, break off a piece of the biscuit. Have that. Step in the kingdom. Have communion. Drink the blood as an orange juice. Do, do, do. This time, I, in my imagination or whatever, I'm sitting on my throne. Okay? And I'm like, wow. I've heard about this. I finally got it. Throne. Yay. Then I did the thing about, now I can control and manipulate. No, you can't. Cool. So I thought, okay, don't do control manipulation. Bad. I thought it'd be good here. No, no, bad. So I'm sitting on my throne in my imagination. And I thought, this is cool. So I can see this um, hole. And there's like pictures. I couldn't make up the faces of the pictures. And I can see the floor is like a checkered board type thing. It's kind of big marble and there's columns there. I'm thinking, I've got a great imagination. This is cool. And when I say that, I'm saying I'm not trying to make my imagination be something. I don't care, but I'm engaging, right? So I'm not judging it to be good or bad. It's just, this is what I'm seeing, right? I'm like, wow, this is cool. Throne. And then I see something right here. I turn, and there's an angel. Now, from the tape, I've learned from the meeting, when you engage your angels, you always ask them their name and their mission. So instead of screaming like a little girl last time, I don't do that because now I'm prepared. I go, what is your name? Well, I had not quite a girly voice, not a bass voice because like this is new, right? Okay, wait, don't freak out. What do you say? What did the tape say? Do the protocol. What is your name? And then I hear, free at last. I'm thinking, that's not my imagination because I couldn't make that up. I mean, I could, but I, you know, I'm thinking like, that's cool. Instead of going like, yes, you don't do that. You go, and what is your mission? And I do, and what is your mission? And uh, he says, uh, um, to, to, I'm a guardian and I'm protect you and your calling. And I'm like, I turn back and I go, I want to go, yes. But you're my king. You don't do that. You're just going to go. All right. So I'm trying not to freak out and leave what's going on here, right? I'm trying not to exit, you know, and this is what you have to practice on, right? When something happens, don't go, ah, and then you're out of it, okay? You just got to go, this is normal, happens all the time, I'm always on my throne. You know, I'm, this is what you really got to do. This is, no one tells you that, but this is what you got to make it normal, okay? So I'm like, okay, I got an angel, I'm free at last. Still there, yeah. Big, bigger than me, chains across his chest, right? And I'm like, what's a chain for? And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can ask. Because I didn't, I didn't know I could talk more to him. So I didn't, I didn't want to mess it up, you know. I didn't want to blow it, you know. So I'm like, okay, 
don't blow it. Don't blow it. No dancing, no celebratory dance, no penalties. <laughs> then I'm doing this, trying to be calm, and I see something over here on this peripheral. I'm like, it's a distraction because I just got here in the throne. And I kind of do this, another angel. It was a tall, and she was wearing purple. And I thought, oh, what do I do? Do the protocol. What is your name? <laughs> and I'm like, I got two. <laughs> and I'm, calm down. What is your name? Promise. Promise. Hmm. Like, hmm. What is your mission? I was a little smoother than the first time. I'm a little, little smoother, not, you know, a little smoother. And I go, what's your name? Promise. Great. Okay. I'm looking this purple. He's purple. It was not lacy, but purple material, right? Very different from Freelance. Freelance had this breastplate and chains and, and shackles and, and, and everything was, was, was uh, emblems of previous victories is what he was wearing, right? And she had this, these layers of purple and she was really tall. She had black hair. I was like, I said, what are you doing? I remind you of the promises of God. I'm thinking, well, that's cool. Oh, don't freak out. You got two angels. Don't blow it. I'm thinking, don't blow it. Don't blow it. And then I got excited, and then I'm back to my table with the quiche, right? And then I, and I'm like going, man, I get excited. So I leave the quiche, and I leave the room, because I got to write this down before I forget it, right? I mean, so I jump up, and the guy has a sunroom. I leave the quiche. I go run the sunroom. I grab my journal. I'm writing like it's going to go away, right? Like, <laughs> you know, and because, anyway, so I, I think it's going to go away. So I've been doing that, and so my friend Jeremy comes in the sunroom and says, what's going on? I go, now I'm thinking if I tell him, I'll stop writing and I'll forget a cool detail, right? So I'm like, I look at him and I go, <laughs> you know, and he goes, what's going on? I go, because <laughs> I want to get it out before this, you know, whatever. He says, um, does your angel have a chain around his chest? <laughs> And I'm like, now, I don't know that I really saw it, right? I mean, really, 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 really. He's across the room. And he's describing what I saw without reading my journal that I'm trying to write down and capture. He goes, does your angel have a chain? I stopped thinking, is this legal? He, can he, is, is, he, is he my angel or his angel? I hope he's mine. But if he sees him, so I'm going through this weird deal, right? And I'm thinking, if I stop him talking, maybe it's still my angel, not you know. I don't know the rules, right? And, I'm, and so he goes, and he's describing my angel. He's describing what I saw, but I'm freaking out. Like, how's he seeing what I'm seeing? Because I don't see him now in this room, right? And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And he, I go, I, I finish when I think I've, I remember. And I go, what else do you see? And he describes everything I saw, and I'm like. Well, and he walks out of the room. I'm thinking, like, aren't you excited? I'm excited. Weren't you? And he leaves, right? So that was my first deal without freaking out, right? So um, we leave Pennsylvania. Next day, I'm home at the house. And then I go, well, you know, maybe it could only happen in Pennsylvania because my friend did tell me that he prayed over a year in his house. He really prepared it. And he... You know, sanctified his house and, you know, made it all, oh, you know. And so I'm thinking, wow, 
I'm going to have to go back to Pennsylvania to engage my angels, right? You know how we, does anyone think like that? Anybody? You go to this special place. Well, I'm thinking that. So I'm thinking, well, I don't want that to be. So, I try, so I'm in my father's living room because I'm, I'm house-sitting for my dad. And I go, wow, I want to step in, go to my throne, and engage my angels again. And I do. Yay! It's not just Pennsylvania, right? Then I go outside on his deck, and I meet another angel. I meet, um, well, I know his angel. I'm sitting there on the deck. I'm excited about what happened in the living room. I go out on the deck, and I'm just like, this is great. You know? And then a happy dance. Then in the distance, I see this light coming towards me, and I'm thinking, my eyes are open. When I'm inside, I usually the you know, eyes closed, because I can believe my eyes closed. You know, that's what... I'm outside the deck, enjoying the fact that i got two angels that I've now encountered again. I'm on the deck, and I'm staring. My eyes are open, and I see this light. I think it's a neighbor or something. The light is getting bigger. And I'm like staring at it like this. It's getting bigger and bigger. I do this, and the thing lands in front of me. And I'm like, uh, my eyes are open. What's the rule in seeing? Don't you have their eyes closed? How do I see the spirit? My eyes open. Da, 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 da. So as I'm trying to figure out what's going on, the white thing was an angel. Well, it was a horse with wings and a rider, and they were both white. And the horse did a bowing thing. And I went, I wanted to scream like a little girl, but I knew, don't scream like a little girl, right? So I go, protocol. And I said, who are you? And I heard Orion. And I said, Orion? No, Orion. Because I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing the letters. I see the letters and spelled Orion. I mean, or- Orion. But he said, Orion. I go, no, Orion. No, Orion. Okay, and that's what the question the angel. Yeah, I go, well, what's your mission? I'm to go get things and bring them to you. Okay, that's wild. Turned, they're gone. So I'm like, wow, I got free at last, promise, Orion. I'm like, wait a minute. I think I was supposed to ask the, angel, the horse's name, but I was a little nervous-ish, right? So I didn't do the horse. Maybe next time. So then I go, wow, that's really cool. So then I'm just going like, this is amazing. You can step into the kingdom everywhere. It's not about being in worship, being in special places, being in, you know, where you think it's, you know. So I'm like, wow. Then I look around the house and something peeks around the corner of my dad's two-story house. And I'm like, okay, I'm having too much now. I was now on overload. Because I'm like... I didn't want to see anything else. I mean, I really did. I mean, I was like, I was satisfied, you know? I was like, I was more than satisfied. You know, I was like way beyond satisfied. I was like, but I now was now in believing mode, right? I was open to the kingdom and the kingdom was open to me. And I know that now. I didn't know that then. I thought, how do, where's the button? Off. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm finished. I'm really finished now. I, this thing peers around, and I'm like, so I'm thinking, angel, 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 and I go, protocol angel, what is your name? It doesn't say anything to me. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute here. You're, I ask, you respond. 
And it didn't respond. And it wasn't an angel. It wasn't a demon. I still know what it was. But I know it was good. Right? Uh, it was just this giant thing that appeared around the house. And so, and in the book, um, I believe his name is Colossus. That's what I said in the book. But I don't know for a fact, you know, because it didn't answer right away. And I'm like going, I thought you have to answer. And I was like, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm temporarily assigned to you. So angels have assignments, some are long-term, some are lifetime, or earth time, lifetime. Some are mission-oriented, some are just, you know, checking you out. And there's, that's not even your scribe angels, which are always doing stuff. So, um, so a, a few months later, whatever, um, I was engaging with Angelic, and Free at last told me that he was the one that showed up in my bedroom. And I was like, wow, that was you? No wonder I was scared. <laughs> you know, so. But anyway, so that's, that's kind of a real rough deal of the book that's out there and kind of the experience. And you can see how, you know, when, you know, you don't, well, I guess you can, you're allowed to scream like a girl if you want to. It just doesn't go very far in relationship, right? And, um, <clears throat> but the angelic, all of them, more than two, more than three, more than four, more than hundreds, are available. Um, I asked the Lord, so how many angels can I have? I thought they were mine, as in, you know, ownership type thingy. They're not. They work with, you know, you know, you know, you know ours, yours. So I, he said, uh, you, can have as many, you can have as many as you can employ. I thought, i got to pay them? Employers give them assignments, right? So they don't like to be inactive. They want to be active. So if you're not doing anything with your life, then they're not really around you because they want to be active. Amen. So were the employees 